Welcome back, everybody, to our Let's Talk Green County program here on the Raccoon Valley Radio Network, brought to you today by Jefferson A&W Family Restaurant. With us today is our local bird expert from Jefferson, Matt Wietrich, joining us now. So thank you very much, Matt, for coming on. Hello. Hey, thanks for having me. Get to talk birds? Yeah. Hey, man, I tell you, this such a uh, putrid winter season we've had so far. You would think the birds would just want to stick around and maybe <laughs> leave for the two weeks we had actual winter in January, but then just stick around after that. So. Well. That's it. I mean, it got really harsh there, didn't it? We we were blessed in December with a yep. mild winter, and then, and then Mother Nature just said, "Nope, you're gonna get real caught up real quick." Yep. And, and so the uh, yeah, bird feeders got a little busier there for a bit. But I tell you, with this milder weather settling in here, at least temporarily, then they're like, "Eh, we'll figure some stuff out, out on our own." Right. See you right. later. But it's perfect timing for one of these uh, annual bird counts that's coming up that you'd like to touch on. Yeah, we want to just kind of let folks know that this fun opportunity coming up called the Great Backyard Bird Count. It's this annual thing Cornell University does. That's the one in New York, not the one here locally in the Midwest. They are kind of one of the world authorities on ornithology, study of birds. And uh, so it's a citizen scientist project. Yeah, so it's coming up here. It's a four-day period of time. That's February 16th through the 19th, and you can participate in any number of ways. It's really, the point of it is is that it's encouraging people to take notice of birds around them. And so that could be in your yard. That could be you know, here at one of the Greene County Conservation Parks. It could be at a city park, literally anywhere. Maybe you're going to be traveling to Mexico that period of time. You can participate in the Great Backyard Bird Count there. Um, but the, the real point is just to kind of bring awareness, get people to pay attention around them, and sort of uh, realize that, hey, habitat in your backyard, habitat at local parks, it does matter, and that local birds during the winter are using those spaces. So give us a little details of what you're asking from the public. Do we have to go to a specific mm-hmm. area, time length? Do we need to spend, you know, pack an overnight bag and pitch a tent out somewhere for the four <laughs> days? Give us those details. I mean, you could could do that, but yeah. but really all you need is a minimum of 15 minutes. Okay. Uh, so so the count time that you you spend lo- looking at, at birds would be minimum of 15 minutes. It can be it can be the entirety of the day. It can be multiple times you do it, whatever it is. But 15 minutes is the minimum. And so what your mission is then to identify the different species of birds you see, but also the cumulative number of each species as well. So if you see a chickadee coming to your bird feeder, it's going to come back and forth a lot. But that's only one chickadee you see it for sure. Now, if you have to, if you see two at once, then you say it's two. Um, so it. you don't just count it every time you see it. It's how many they want. The scientists are looking to know how many of the spe- of each species you're seeing, really. So so you want to be as accurate as possible and not overcount and all that kind of stuff. So the the goal really is it helps scientists kind of monitor population trends because they do it the same four-day weekend every year and so then over the years they they get this data accumulated and it gives them idea about a how birds are responding to weather because we see that with like especially snow depth plays a part in um, certain species like robins and stuff yeah we have robins here in the winter all winter long but if we get a bunch of snow that will help push them a little further south for example but also just general trends you know as, as climate is warming we're seeing species that used to be much further south for the winter are moving further north and that's you have insects that are now living longer further north so your the birds are living up there further etc etc so those are things that these kind of citizen scientist projects they help out with now it's one thing to record it it's another thing to report it someplace where do we where do we report our data well if you go to birdcount.com 
Org. All this information and tons more is on there. You can you can learn a little bit about bird identification. You can learn about bird feeding. You can learn about the different apps you could use on your phone and whatnot. There's reporting forms there. One of those apps is called eBird. It's free. You can make a checklist there of the species. It's really a it's a really neat just reporting app. But also there's a great exploratory features of that too. Mm-hmm. I just, speaking of traveling to Mexico, I just came back from Mexico this, this last week here and uh, I used eBird in Mexico to learn a little bit about what species are living in the area I'm visiting. And that's all because other people have reported birds on their eBird app. And so then it's available to, to learn from. So that's a great one. But the one I would really recommend people getting, and it's again, free, it's called Merlin Bird ID. Merlin, as in kind of like the wizard, which is actually a small falcon, which we have living in the Jefferson Cemetery in the winters only, which is kind of cool. The Merlin Bird ID app, really, really cool. It can help you identify bird sounds. So it'll listen and it'll tell you what it hears, but it also can help identify a photo you might get from your phone or your camera and you upload it to there and it'll help identify there or there's a series of questions and you can kind of key it out and it will help you kind of narrow down what you think you saw and so the it's again free merlin bird id highly recommend it i don't know how many people i've talked in downloading it at this point it's just kind of fun because it's empowering like oh what is that cool noise i hear pull out your merlin app on your phone Oh, wow, that's cool. I didn't know that Cardinals made that noise or whatever, you know. So it's kind of empowering to just be able to put a name to these creatures around you. uh, And it's very fun. So a Merlin Bird ID app, get that one. Now, if we're talking about Cornell doing this this type of data gathering, if you will, clear out in New York, that would Mm -hmm. one tend to think that it's not just Iowans that participate in this four-day period, right? Correct. It's just a worldwide event. Mm. It is a worldwide event, similar to when we do the Christmas bird count, you Mm. know, between mid-December and early January. So yeah, they're encouraging people all around the world to do this. And again, they use this data cumulatively to put together big picture ideas and, and help understand what birds are doing, because birds are great indicator species, and they tell us a lot about the environment around us. And so beyond the fact that, you know, a lot of birds are just neat looking, they're pretty, they do fun, cool things, is their behaviors are fascinating to learn about. But then also it gives us a great indication of if there's something wrong, you know, if, if there's a, if there's a problem in the environment, we maybe don't realize, but if you, you, you wouldn't notice if you weren't paying attention to the population of the animals around you, and they're going to notice things sooner than we will a lot of times. And so that might, maybe there's a pollution issue. Maybe there's a water quality issue, any number of things. And that will give us a heads up for our own benefit as well. When people, you know, participate in this they make the reports and everything how long does it usually take before they maybe see a final report because there might be people that are interested like if i participate and i'd like to see kind of what's going on in my area you know statewide or whatever or regionally within my area where can i go to see that that's a great question. Uh, I think there's a lot of the data is almost real time there. Mm. You know, so they do need to vet some of this stuff because like we're doing right now, we're encouraging folks that maybe maybe you're not an expert bird watcher, but that's okay. That gives the scientists a little bit of an opportunity to say, oh, you know, that's thanks for participating. Maybe that bird isn't quite the one you met, you know? A classic example is people will see, they'll report a red-headed woodpecker. Well, the more common red-bellied woodpecker lives here in the wintertime and not as commonly the red-headed woodpecker. Even though the red-bellied woodpecker has a red head, 
So it can be a little confusing. And so sometimes there's just a little bit of that that takes, you know, the data isn't immediately available, but they have their processes in place to try to get as much quality data as possible to go into their their huge formulas and algorithms to put their their final stuff together. But there is a lot of real-time numbers you can see that uh, come out on those that birdcount.org page. And it really is a, I mean, what I love about birding is you can sit back in and just enjoy the birds coming to your feeder and not ever really even care what their names are if you don't want to. It's it's like an onion. I mean, there's just layer after layer. If you want to just really get into it, you certainly can. And inevitably people end up like taking pictures of birds too, which is fun too. And phones and stuff. I mean, it's not an expensive hobby to get into, you know, a, a hundred dollar pair of binoculars, a bird field guide for 20 bucks, the Merlin app for free eBird. If you want to never be bored again, you just get into watching birds because they're everywhere you go. You can't escape them. So, but it's, this is a way you can kind of help them and have fun too and maybe encourage kids or grandkids to, to kind of take notice too. My grandparents did that. They showed me the, fe- the birds at their feeders when I was in middle school, and I've been hooked ever since. I fell in love with birding and, and still a big passion. I'm not sure if you can tell that or not. Well, outside of that, uh, we do want to thank Matt Wietrich. He's our guest for today's Let's Talk Green County program, our local bird expert, we like to call him here during this time of year. And so thank you very much again, Matt, for coming on. It's been a real hoot. Thanks, Coltrane. Today's Let's Talk Green County program is brought to you by Jefferson A&W Family Restaurant on North Elm in Jefferson. Enjoy that delicious A&W All-American food seven days a week, and they're open daily at 10.30 a.m. We'll be right back with more here on the Raccoon Valley Radio Network.